Good morning and welcome to Market Watch Live. Guys, I'm so glad you decided to join us today because we have some valuable information coming hot off the press that's going to help you in making your home buying decision this spring. Now, if most of you have picked up on by now, I like to handle a little housekeeping at the beginning of the episode, and that always starts off with leaving a rating interview. Guys, I need you to go over to iTunes, submit a rating, leave a review, let us know what we're doing right, so that way we can keep doing it and bringing you the best content possible. Now, guys, the majority of this content wouldn't be possible with the partnership that I have with the guys over at Network Financial, Kyle and Ross. Boy, these guys are grade A in their business. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Market Watch Live. Welcome to Market Watch Live, the one place where you can find up-to-date information about what's moving in your market today. You'll hear daily updates, industry insights, and interviews of top producing business owners, all brought to you by local professionals in your marketplace. I am your host, Brian West, and this is Market Watch Live. So you know how it goes. On Mondays, we're breaking down the local market and have a look at the numbers and see what's going on in our marketplace. So last week, the 15th to the 21st, going from Monday to Sunday, guys, we started to see some drops here that are not completely unexpected. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, we did see a drop in our change to active status in the MLS of 9% from 1,721 uh, from the week of the 8th to the 14th down to 1,581 last week. That's 9% drop. Our pending status, homes moving to pending, also took a 1% drop from 1431 to 1411. Our solds took a big hit in decreasing almost 60% from 889 to 554. And our expired listings also took a 1% drop from 906 to 898. Now guys, this is somewhat to be expected, especially seeing as we just had crazy, crazy cold weather for the area. Icing, I'll tell you, it's it's crazy. You put Texas up against the Category 5 hurricane and your Rambo, put us with some cold weather and ice, and uh, yeah, it's not pretty. Now, there's an article I came across that was published a few days ago in the Houston Chronicle that echoes something that we've been seeing in the trends and data revolving around construction and more precisely residential new builds that is alarming considering the workload increase due to Harvey and recent 
housing start demands. And that's that there is a lack of skilled labor. You see, one of the statistics that came out of the National Association of Builders is that the average skilled laborer, your stonemasons, plumbers, carpenters, electricians, are reaching retirement age with a wide gap in skill level that, I mean, quite frankly, is just alarming. And the way this article reads, like I said, it was written a few days ago in the Houston Chronicle. Uh, it says, construction industry faces labor shortages as workloads rise. Uh, the men in hard hats compacting fake stone, pouring concrete, and handling other jobs in the Museum of Fine Arts Houston worksite typically are paired up based on experience levels. Thus, a 20-year construction veteran often finds himself working alongside someone with just weeks under his belt. It's a vivid illustration of what industry leaders say is an ongoing struggle in a city forecasting more commercial and residential building projects this year, even as a recovering energy business beckons skilled workers with higher pay. There may be enough skilled construction workers to meet demand this year, but that could change dramatically by early 2019. As the baby boomers continue to approach retirement and immigration crackdowns continue, firms that procrastinated in building up the next generation to replace them faces a 20-year skill gap in their workforce. Meanwhile, an improving economy, corporate tax cuts, and Hurricane Harvey reconstruction efforts are putting more jobs on their schedules. Jerry uh, Nevelu, the president of, of the Associated General Contractors of Houston, said recently that the fact of the matter is that there is simply a shortage. Local construction firm McCarthy factored in skilled labor shortages when pre-planning its work on the MFAH expansion, Senior Project Superintendent Sean Morris said. The less skilled the workforce is, the longer it takes to complete a job. That increased costs and potentially could lead to more workplace injuries. While the MFAH work is set to conclude on time, some craft skills are already seeing delays. Will Holder, recently retired president of Trendmaker Homes, said cabinet makers are at capacity in Houston right now trying to fill orders for homes damaged by Harvey as well as tending to a pre-existing backlog. There is an expected uptick in residential construction this year, Holder said, but it won't surpass pre-recession growth rates. Gradual growth is preferred, he added, because the existing skilled labor pool wouldn't be equipped to handle a boom. On the commercial side, steady growth is expected across the Houston region in private office space, warehouse, K-12, and higher education, as well as the medical and arts sectors. Local industry leaders attribute much of this commercial demand to recovering oil prices and the subsequent investment made in public construction projects by energy companies. Yet some are concerned about too much good news in oil and gas. Russell Hamley, president of Associated Builders and Contractors in Houston, said other commercial sectors cannot match the pay offered by the oil and gas industry. There's worry that whatever skilled workers are available will migrate to oil and gas, leaving other contractors scrambling. Typically, contractors look to other states for workers to fill gaps, risking hiring those without the desired skill level, Hamley said. For others, the alternative lies in hiring an immigrant labor force. Yet this latter option is no longer as guaranteed as it seemed not long ago. Houston construction firm Merrick Brothers said immigration policies such as Texas Senate Bill 4, which allows local law enforcement officers to question and detain persons' legal status, have driven immigrant construction workers out of the state. 
Then there's the end of temporary protective status for Salvadorans. Of the 36,300 Salvadoran TPS holders in Texas, 20.9% work in the state's construction industry. As their protection from deportation phases out within the next 18 months, their soon-to-be ineligibility for employment further compounds the industry's existing skilled labor shortages, Merrick and others said. A longer-term solution is increased focus on certification and apprenticeship programs. At the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 450 office in Dayton, apprentices aged 18 to 52 receive three years of hands-on and classroom training for operating cranes and other heavy machinery. The program, free to applicants, is an earn-as-you-learn deal with some participants making $85,000 a year as part of their training, union spokesman Brandon Willis has said. Willis noted that training programs have always existed within the construction industry with benefits and higher wages, but contractors' investments in them and applicant interest hasn't kept up over several years. He also cited an increased federal push to get more high school students into higher education the last several years. Everything is focused right now on going to college after high school when there are plenty of good-paying jobs in Houston that don't require a degree. All workers on McCarthy's MFAH project are enrolled in either the Houston-based Construction Career Collaborative Program or McCarthy's Internal Training Program. Project Superintendent Morris said more firms are making such investments, but he estimates it will take at least 10 years to see widespread increases in construction workforce skills across the board. So as you can clearly hear, there are plenty of articles out there to mimic this same information, but there is a shortage in skilled workforce in Texas and more importantly in Houston where it is needed. So it's one thing to be keeping in mind as you're going through this year is that that's one thing we will see. Now it won't be drastic, but it will be coming as we go closer to the 2019 year. Guys, I hope you are having a wonderful start to your morning. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I want to say one more time, if you like the content that you're hearing, if you like the information that I am providing for you, please go to iTunes, leave a rating and a review. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is a value to you because this is a podcast developed for you. Guys, it's Monday. It's a start to a new week. Let's go out there and get after it. This is Market Watch Live.